America was born a smuggler nation, and indeed, smuggling helped give birth to the nation. How exactly did this happen? To pinpoint the time of conception, we must go back some three hundred years to the early colonial era. The tale of the rise of colonial smuggling unfolds within the context of highly restrictive British trade rules in which maritime smugglers can be viewed as leading the push for more open trade. In this sense, colonial smugglers were truly pioneers of free trade, defying and circumventing restrictive trade barriers whenever and wherever they could. Britain's official trade rules were designed to keep its distant colonial outposts subordinate, weak, and dependent. The realities in the American colonies, particularly in port cities such as Boston, New York, and Philadelphia, dictated otherwise. Colonial merchants in many ways enjoyed the best of both worlds, reaping the benefits of imperial restrictions while evading imperial restrictions with relative ease. As we'll hear, this peculiar arrangement persisted until the early 1760s, through a mix of British neglect, tolerance, and corruption. Formal Rules, Informal Realities On paper, the British imperial trading system was tightly controlled. Its mercantilist policies were codified in the Acts of Navigation and Trade, a series of ambitious statutes put in place in the second half of the 17th century. For certain commodities, such as tobacco and sugar, the British colonies in North America were allowed to trade only directly with each other and with England, and vessels engaged in trade with any English territory had to be English and mostly manned by English crews. Trade was also subject to import and export duties, sometimes prohibitively. Competing European powers had similarly restrictive trade rules, creating a rigidly mercantilist commercial world. Informal practice was another matter entirely. Mercantilism leaked like a sieve. Indeed, trade that defied mercantilist rules was integral to the very functioning of the Atlantic trading system. What made all this possible? What helped bind the widespread and intensely competitive Atlantic commercial world together was the mass of illegal trade that bypassed the formal nationalistic constraints, explains historian Bernard Balin. Smuggling-related corruption was so institutionalized in some places that manuals were even printed up listing the standardized bribes. Beyond bribing, Smugglers used many tricks of the trade to disguise the origins and contents of their illicit cargoes, ranging from counterfeit clearance papers to mislabeled containers and doctored ship manifests. Merchants in British North America were at the forefront of this bustling Atlantic smuggling economy, developing an illicit trading network linking colonial ports to the West Indies and continental Europe. The type and extent of smuggling in the colonies, however, was far from uniform. For instance, smuggling was less pervasive in Virginia than in Massachusetts. 
There were fewer incentives to smuggle in the South, given that England provided a ready export market on favorable terms for leading Southern products. Most notably tobacco, the strain used for export was introduced to Virginia by John Rolfe, who had smuggled in strictly controlled Spanish seeds from the Caribbean in the early 17th century. The northern colonies, in contrast, produced little of value to English consumers and therefore sought out alternate markets through illicit channels. The southern colonies did nevertheless engage in intra-colonial smuggling, evading duties, for example, on tobacco exports to northern colonies as well as contraband trade with the West Indies. Northern merchants also served as smuggling intermediaries for the southern colonies. We'll never know the exact amount of illicit trade in the American colonies, or anywhere else for that matter, past or present,